0: I, uh, I just caught up to Westworld, not to the finale, but let's say to the first principal twist. Oh, you mean, you have to say it. Oh, the b**** thing. You mean b****? R- yeah, it. yeah, no. That, that happened. Wow. It happened. I have to say, uh, duh. Yep. I mean. What, what I, I don't. mean, duh. What I don't understand. What? I have real problems With the writing of Westworld sometimes. Yeah. So, this is a big reveal, like... Huge. Anthony Hopkins doing his whole little speech and it being capped off with... Yeah. Huge. Yeah. They totally gave that twist away three minutes earlier when she was like... Yeah, like... Which is like, duh? Yep. Yep. Man, that show's dumb. I mean, the fan base has figured out pretty much everything that they're the the writers are twisting and turning around. (laughs) Well, that's cool. The only I still think the best thing to come out of this is that there was a huge population of online fans that swore they were gonna like they would die for their beliefs that they used a shrink ray to get into the park. (laughs) What (laughs) it's just like? Yeah, the park is the a miniature version. Is like that 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 map is the park, and they shrink people down into it. It's like no. So if if that was the case, there's that one scene where where the director of narrative (laughs) P is on the map. (laughs) Like like, they just showed us drowning people. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh, God, the shrinkheads are really going <laughs> to. Oh, is that what they're called, the shrinkheads? No, it's Are they what like the them. people who believe in Bigger Luke? It's Bigger Luke. You don't know about Bigger Luke? No. I had a headache. You know, it's it would essentially be stealing it from another podcast to talk about it on our podcast. So I'll just tell you off the air Bigger Luke is a pervasive Star Wars conspiracy fan theory. <laughs> That there are two versions of Luke Skywalker in the original three movies. Luke Prime and Bigger Luke, who is a Luke that is about three inches taller. What? Why? I'm sorry, I have to look this up. Oh, my head hurts. Are you not aware of of the Bigger Luke conspiracy? (laughs) He's just three inches taller? Bigger Luke. Of course, there's a... We'll get to it. I'll unpack this all one at a time. This is at the Bigger Luke wikia. Bigger Luke, commonly abbreviated to BL, or more uncommonly, Big L, is the slightly larger manifestation of Luke Skywalker that is said to appear in certain scenes of the original Star Wars trilogy contrasting to regular Luke or Luke Prime. The appearance of Bigger Luke in a particular scene is generally, but not always, judged relative to the height of Han Solo. As such, Han is the primary go-to frame of reference amongst Bigger Luke theorists. Because of this, no Han picks, commonly abbreviated to NHP, are generally discouraged as it is very difficult to determine Luke's height without Han Solo as a constant frame of reference. While uncommon, the use of other Star Wars characters to judge Luke's height are not unheard of. The second most common character to judge is to judge if Bigger Luke is in the scene or not has generally been Obi-Wan, followed closely by Princess Leia. The activity of combing the original Star Wars trilogies for instances of Bigger Luke is known as Luking. I hate everything about this. <laughs> no, it gets better. There have been many elaborate theories as to why there exists a larger version of Luke Skywalker in the original Star Wars films, however most theories fall into two general categories. The canon Luke hypothesis, simply referred to as the bigger Luke hypothesis, in which is theorized that within the Star Wars universe and canon there does indeed exist a version of Luke Skywalker that is slightly larger than a posited regular Luke Skywalker or Luke Prime. The Hamill hypothesis, in which is theorized that there exists an uncredited Mark Hamill lookalike who was used in certain scenes of the original trilogy for undisclosed reasons His and stunt whose double? identity has yet to be determined. What the f- John? The Canon Luke hypothesis is the most popular of the two. That there's just for some reason, for no reason, a bigger version of Luke Skywalker, a slightly bigger version by yeah. three inches sorry there is some pretty incredible stuff in here what are we gonna do about our our podcast not talk about this yeah welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John. And together we're Henry and John. You know, let's not pull punches tonight, John. It's gonna be a bad show. Uh, Let's not say a bad show. Let's say a subpar. This is gonna be a bad episode. This is one to skip. If you're listening to this now... Go ahead and skip to the end so whatever service you're using will mark it as red and just get it over with. Just hit eject and flip the tape over. And please be kind, don't, don't rewind. Don't, oh, if you have a, man, that's what they should have done with VHS tapes. What? Make them flip overable. And so that you d- you never have to rewind. Yeah, because if... Let's say you're watching Batman forever. Of course. And halfway through when, uh... The Bat... No, cred. you're watching Batman and Robin. Oh. And halfway through when Tommy Lee Jones and the Riddler, also known as uh, Jim Carrey, are robbing a casino? Dude. It's like, please flip tape over. You flip it over, plays through, you never have to rewind. Yeah. Or... You just never have to rewind. Yeah, because it's flip-overable. Yeah, you just flip it over. Yeah. Kind of like a record. Oh, man, if you flipped it over and it was just the same movie again? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Um, oh, I was imagining there would, there would, for some reason, have to be an intermission. Well, I think when, uh, you know, Sir Varus Hideo... Smith came up with the VHS system yeah that's what he imagined Mm -hmm. but then they quickly were just like no it's video home system yeah that's sure yeah uh yeah I mean really the last movie to have the the baked in turntape over was of course the theatrical release of Dr. Zhivago of course everyone knows what that is Dr. Zhivago yes you ever seen Dr. Zhivago Isn't it mandatory viewing? Uh, in this America, yes. What is Dr. Zhivago? You've never seen or read Dr. Zhivago? By Boris Pasternak? You are just stringing some words together. Okay, Dr. Zhivago is essentially a story about a Russian doctor who lives through the communist revolution, and he goes on this, like, big journey and comes back to communist Russia. It's a big thing that spans multiple years. It's a tale as old as time. When is the intermission? Right in the middle. Also, the movie is damn near four hours long. Oh, just like Gandhi. Just like Gandhi. What's Gandhi? Ga- Gandhi? Is it a movie? Yeah. Never seen it. it. I mean, I know he's a guy. It it has the world record for the largest amount of extras in a shot. Really? Yeah. That's cool. How do you not... You know about Dr. Gavorkin? Do- you don't know Dr. about... Dr. Zhivago, please... You don't know about the movie Gandhi? No. I've never watched it because it's damn near five hours long. Yeah, don't watch long movies. Uh, Dr. Zhivago feather in its cap. It has a black train in it. John? Unseen in movies before Dr. Zhivago. What? Yep. I f- why do I feel like now you've made everything about this movie up? Uh, the funny thing about it is it's actually... It's, it's an evil train. Dr. Zhivago hasn't... The train itself isn't evil. It's not like a suplexable ghost train. What is that from? That sounds familiar. That's uh, Final Fantasy VI. Oh, that's right. You suplex a ghost train. You can suplex a ghost train. You have to suplex the ghost train. You must. So as you can tell, it's going to be a bad episode. So bad. I've got a headache. John is struggling with his uh, quarter life crisis. Yeah. I'd say it's more like a third life crisis. I'm not going to make it too much past Christ. Oh, God. I'd be like 80-something, right? I don't know. Math. Yeah, I'd be like 84. So, yeah, John's going crazy. And uh, it's just... We're just... It's a weird mood. There's a dog barking in the background constantly that... I don't know if you can hear, but we can certainly hear. And I don't know if you can hear it, but there's like chain-link fence in the background rattling occasionally as as a forbidding wind blows and it's kind of like the start of like a halloween horror film for children only like it's december so it's going to be christmas themed as well oh jack frost oh frost nixon <laughs> have you seen jack frost let's th- wait wait jack frost is that the movie oh, wait th- when i was a kid there was a cartoon of jack frost yeah there's a uh... yeah that's not what you're talking about. So there's like, there's a cartoon of Jack Frost. Yeah, where it, it involves the, the groundhog legend of all things. And then there's that, uh, who made all those puppet Christmas things? What do you mean by puppet Christmas things? You know, like the stop motion things. Like Year of of Santa? Yeah. Uh, the Year Christmas Almost Wasn't? Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Yes. I think that's actually the one with Jack Frost in it. Well, there's also one with Jack Frost. Uh, is it just called Jack Frost? I don't remember. Well, anyway, there were those, and I'll, I'll try to remember the name of those people who made those. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's another that, one. Yeah. Lots of felt. Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. That's another one. Though that was a cartoon. 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 Anyway, so Jack Frost. Two movies. Oh. There yeah. are two movies of Jack Frost. One of them is for kids. So there were a lot of these other Jack Frost movies, but the ones I'm talking about, there were two Jack Frost made semi-contemporaneously, I'm guessing maybe three or four years apart. One of them, he's the leader of some Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, what? No. I'm just trying to throw you off. Uh, One of them's a movie for kids where Michael Keaton dies and comes back as a snowman. And the other one is a horror movie about a murderous snowman. Is his name Jack Frost? Yeah. Yeah. So I know that one. Was it wait. Because when Jack Frost came out, guess which one we got from the video store? The on Killer accident. the Killer Snowman one. Yep, and there's a scene where someone is laboriously and horribly stabbed with an icicle. It's like some saving private Ryan shit. You know, once you realized it wasn't the movie you wanted, why'd you keep watching? Because we rented it, and uh, I mean, we're not going to waste that. So this wait, is back wait. when we had VHS tapes. And you had to rewind, I understand. Yeah. Hold on, though. Was th- It was about a guy who died and became a murderous snowman? Actually, yes. Both of them were about people who died and then became snowmen. Uh, Michael Keaton died and became a snowman because he was a father. This other guy died and became a snowman because he was a murderer was his okay was the murderer's name Jack Frost before he died? I actually think that it was that's dumb yeah no it was a bad movie that's dumb I think he also tries to have sex with a lady as a snowman but you know that's horror movie stuff well you know because <laughs> because why not no it's just he <laughs> he realized he was a snowman. And his thought was initially, I have to kill myself. Yeah. This is horrible. And yep. so he's like, maybe the heat of a woman will <laughs> the, be enough heat, to melt me. The heat of a human being. Uh, these these violent delights have violent ends, Henry. Uh, so, oh. Jack Frost was a movie that happened. Yes, it is. That actually made me think a lot about... I don't know the age, the median age of our listening listener base. I think it's around between 4 and 80. 4 and 80? Yeah. So, uh, 84, cut in half, 42. Life, universe, and everything. Um, Yeah, that's what the ultimate question is, is what's our demographic? But no, I feel like, uh, I don't know if many people listening to this remember renting VHS tapes. I remember it pretty vividly, and I was right there on the end of that, like... I was coming into my own as a consumer of things as DVDs were coming out. So, renting things. That's, that's a thing that I remember, but I was kind of late to the party on it. And it, I, I only remember it as vividly as I do because we did have like a mom and pop yeah. video rental store in my town. No, the most successful business in my town was the video rental store. Yeah. Because like it, it was the one that lasted the longest. Mm-hmm. And when, it was even the one when we built a new like, you know, strip mall. It got like the biggest like you know section, nice, and uh it, and it was really sad to see it go mm. because of course it went. Yeah, it was uh, it was on its way out at some point. Like all those things were. I think there's one blockbuster left, maybe, maybe. But no, no, I I I have similar sort of memories of going to. It was like a magical place, the video store, because mm-hmm. they had every video. And, and you, you know, your mom would be like, all right, ten minutes, you got to mm-hmm. pick something. And you're like, oh, gosh. oh oh mm. And you're going down the rows, and you're like, oh, I don't know. And then you just you panic, you pick something, you'd watch it, and you're like, oh, there's probably better. So then you got to go back. Yeah, but, like, you pick something just based on the cover or maybe the description or the, the screen captures on the back. Yeah. But the thing about the video store, I'm not trying to sound like a curmudgeon about it. But, like, if you compare the selection of things we have now to the selection of things we had then, to be in a video store was a treat because you had to physically be transported there. It cost money. It had a very specific smell. Things were organized. And you only got what you got. Mm -hmm. And today, uh, I have a Hulu subscription, HBO Go, Netflix, Amazon Prime. I will look through hundreds and hundreds of things and not find anything that I want to watch. And I will be like, they just don't have anything on here, man. But when I was taken to a physical video store, I was like, it is a joy to be here. I could pick out anything and it might be amazing. Yeah, I I, I think... There is some, there's like this weird sentiment of like, oh, I've got all of these options and therefore I have none Mm -hmm. versus the video store was like, well, I have to leave with something. Otherwise, why am I here? Mm -hmm. So you can go to netflix.com and like browse. You're not, there's not that impetus that, oh, I have to pick something to watch. Mm -hmm. And I've done, I've done it a few times where it's like, I just kind of like scroll through the front page, not even clicking the side arrows and nothing catches my attention. So it's like, okay. And I just leave the site. Yep. And I mean, if you compare that to being in a video store, I think it's because the stakes are different. If you physically were driven to a video store and you were given a certain amount of money to get, like, let's say two movies, because that, that's what my deal was. Yeah. And you go there and you can get, oh, or, or like a movie and a video game. Crazy. Don't get me started about running video games. That's and, all I did. And you, you're you here and the stakes are so high because you have a limited amount of time, whether you drove yourself there By yourself, or someone took you there, you have a limited amount of time to make a decision about how to entertain yourself. And if you don't end up entertaining yourself, you failed. Yep. But when you go to Netflix, you have so many options and the stakes are so low, you can just choose not to do anything. Yeah. When you have all of these options, one option becomes, oh, I just don't do anything. And I mean, I think it's because when you're in a video store, you're like, I've got to commit. I've got to stick with what I pick. At Netflix, it's like, I could watch five minutes of any of these then go to another one. And that choice, I'm not trying to make the people who say no to Netflix sound flippant because I think it's the opposite. I think people who view Netflix now are way more stressed out than people who were in video stores. Yeah, I think what you have to do to avoid that is treat Netflix like a video store where it's like, all right, I'm just going to pick something. Maybe just based on the cover, maybe based on an actor I like. But I'm going to, like, when I start this, I'm going to finish it. You know, and then in that way, you're getting, you you know, you're using Netflix. You're mm-hmm. paying for it, so you should use it. Yeah. And then you watch something you might not have. Mm-hmm. And so you have a new experience that you wouldn't otherwise have had. And I think that's a really good point, because I've been trying to do that, where whenever I go onto a streaming service, I try to watch one thing. And I try to open no more tabs, because I always get in this vicious cycle where I will open a new tab and be like, oh, what's the best thing streaming on Netflix right now? And I'm like, oh, 10 best dramas. I read all the 10 best dramas. Uh, I pick one. I start watching it. It's like, well, I did really want to watch Magnolia at some point. So maybe I'll just stop this one where it is, then go watch Magnolia a little bit. And then I just end up with a thoroughly unpleasant experience because I was crushed by the burden of choice. Yeah. I-, I think holding you, holding yourself to the same stakes of like, Okay, I'm here, so now I have to, like, make a decision and stick with it. Is the right way to go with this sort of thing? Because, you know, you pay tribute to the dead, mm-hmm. honor the video store. Yeah. And also, you know, experience things you wouldn't otherwise, just because you're not allowing yourself to flip off whatever you flip on. And I, uh, I did that recently. I ended up watching a movie called The Guest, which was pretty good. Nice. It wasn't... A, I don't think it's a movie that's going to end up on any best movie streaming on Netflix right now lists. But yeah. people seem to like it. I liked it. I did that recently and I watched the first 30 minutes of Jupiter Ascending and then I decided, no, I like myself. Yeah. That's fair. I stopped watching it. That's fair. But yeah. I mean... I think that's maybe why we get crushed by choice, because we're like, we have so many options, and all of them are equally tantalizing. We have to make an informed decision and digest something that is either pure guilty pleasure or a masterpiece. Yeah, and that's why I'm surprised when I hear so many people go to so many movies. Mm -hmm. Because to me, okay, out of the 100 movies come out in a year, let's say... Four of them will be worth seeing in my purview. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like when I hear people going out to movies and they they go out to like almost every major release, that just confuses me. Because one, how do you have time? Yeah. And two, if there's only four good movies a year, why why are you taking the, so many chances that you're going to see a bad one? Yeah, why well, go see the bad ones? I mean, I see a fair number of movies in a year, um, but... For me it's not the movie at all. It's the experience. It's the it's the experience because I feel like the the theater going experience and the seeing a movie in a theater experience essentially two different things. Okay. Because I like the the dark room, the largely like pure contemplation, the sound system, the lights going down, the previews, the dumb fucking popcorn. I enjoy that in like a like a visceral way. And the movie's just a thing that I watch while I'm enjoying this one thing. I just, I can't, I can't, like, I get it. I understand that. But I feel like they've, the capitalism has taken that feeling and perverted it into just a money laundering scheme. Where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you used to enjoy a popcorn. You would get your dad to buy you a popcorn. Well, now that popcorn's eight bucks. Yeah. um I went to a movie called Moana. All right. With my girlfriend. Yeah. And I did the chivalrous thing to do. I bought her a ticket. Nice. And then she was like, oh, uh, I'm going to get some snacks. I'm like, all right, I'll go to, go to the bathroom. And I'm assuming she was like, let's get snacks because, you know, someone else paid for my ticket. I can afford a little snacky snack. Yeah. Came back. She got snacks for herself, like a medium popcorn, a small drink. Twelve dollars. Oh, my god. Way more than the ticket was. That's crazy. Yep. And I, I, I understand a little bit of the, why it is the way it is, because the box office goes to the Hollywood, you know, the, the theater itself doesn't collect any of the box office until like the last three weeks, the movie's in the theater, but, uh, so they have to make up their, the, the loss of ticket price mm-hmm. and their concessions, I understand that, but then also, in addition to that, it used to be like, oh, you go to the movie, there's trivia, there's, there's little quizzes to occupy your time. Now it's just commercial, commercial, behind-the-scenes commercial, commercial. It's just like, just a bunch of commercials, and it's like, that's not why I'm here. I will watch your trailers. I will watch your previews. That's the only place where I'll watch a previews in the theater. Because I, I like, like, oh my god, I didn't know that was coming out. I mm-hmm. love that feeling. Yeah. Don't drown me in coke commercials. Yeah, uh, anything that's before the previews is like, what's happening? I don't... I don't like this. I don't understand it. And then, like some theaters, they go. They have all of their. Okay, I guess I'm. I'm ambivalent about this. They've got like their own little like oh they're little characters and you you, you know you here's all the safety protocols you need to to know about this theater. Mm-hmm. And and but then it's like oh here's a little short cutscene and then that's going to lead into another cutscene that says turn off your phone. And then there's another cutscene that says, "Go to the concessions," even though the movie's starting right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little too much, too. Yeah. Um. Also, here, here's uh, here's a gripe of mine. All right. Don't charge people like twenty five dollars for a little plastic stormtrooper they can put on the top of a cup. Sure, but like I will, I will often see people at big releases, and there's, they're always in groups, and they have like the largest popcorn, the huge novelty drink. Like a toy and nachos. You spent like $50 out there. Yeah. How could you do that? And and I don't mean to, you know, I'm not trying to to shit on the experience because I do have, you know, I've had similar feelings where I liked the the movie theater experience. Going to the movies is always exciting. But like, they need to cut us a break. Yeah. I mean, I think the way we stick it to them. I'm not one who really believes in sneaking into movies, though I have done it. Uh, I think that you shouldn't sneak into movies, but you should. No, never mind. If you chose to, (laughs) I have never done this. But if you choose to go to the movies with someone with a purse and you sneak in tiny flasks of whiskey. Oh my gosh, you've never done this, and And you watch The Lobster, cannot judge you. i've never done that i can't stress that enough right that's never happened look i'm not saying that you know if you buy a ticket you're entitled to two movies but maybe (laughs) uh uh here's a real story of a crime real crime story a young boy uh down on his luck uh about to graduate from college here's about this movie called the big short oh that's a good movie Goes and goes and sees this really good movie, but the the ending of that movie is a real downer. Yeah. So, uh, this boy then sees that the good dinosaur is starting <laughs> in 3D in 10 minutes in the very next theater. And there's just a bin full of 3D glasses. So, why not? So, that didn't happen, but if it did... If it did, I would not blame that boy. I wouldn't blame him either. Uh, good dinosaur, not as good as the big Short. I didn't see it because there's only four good movies a year. You're right. One of them was the big short. One of them was. Was that 2015? Uh, I think that was last year, buddy. Time flies. Last year was 2015. You're right. Oh, God. Time flies. Uh, Are you excited for any movies, Henry? Coming out? Yeah. Coming out soon? Yeah. Coming out right now? Very soon. Like a rogue? Like some kind of rogue one, like one of the rogues, like a Star Wars story. I'm, I'm not excited. Why aren't you excited? I'm afraid. Why are you afraid? Because they had to reshoot forty percent of the movie. Wait, what? They had to reshoot forty percent of the movie. Why did they reshoot forty percent of the movie? It, because okay, reshoots are a thing mm-hmm. in the movie business. You have reshoots. That's fine. That happens. Uh, 40% of the movie seems a little bit huge. Yeah, that's a lot. Did they think it wasn't good enough? Uh, no. Oh. If this is this is what I heard, and this is all conjecture. Maybe it's rumors, I don't know. But I heard Disney saw a rough cut of it, and they were like, no, that's too dark. Reshoot it. Oh, no. That's what I heard. That sounds terrible. If that's true. Now, I have heard recently that George Lucas saw the film about like two days ago, what, from the time we were recording this. Mm -hmm. And he said he loved it and it was great. Oh, I'm even more concerned. Uh, Well, you know, look, George Lucas, he knows he kind of messed up. So I I think his judgment is more sound now than when it it was when he was making Episode 1. I mean, George Lucas is a solid guy. But the reason I bring up Rogue One... Oh, are we talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story? No! Oh. Oh, we might be. Okay. Uh, I have a game for you to play, Henry. All right, I'll play a game. I remember that not too long ago, back when we first started this podcast, we wanted to show off how few credits we had. That's right. So we would load a random Wikipedia entry and try to give our best stab at what it could be before finding out what it actually is. You're bringing back this tired old beast? But I'm bringing it back with a new beast skin, a Rancor skin, if you will. Because it's a random Wikipedia article. Wow. we ne- This was before we named our segments. Oh, we have to come up with... We, we never named that segment. We have to come up with a previous name for it. Um, um, Randopedium. Randopedium. Okay, so now that it's Star Wars, what are we going to call this new form? Randompiredom. All right, you ready for your uh, your article? I'm ready for my article. It's an article. And your article is... Drum roll. Fat wrong. Fat wrong? Fat wrong. Uh, could you spell it? P-H-A-T-R-O-N-G. All right, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> nope, you have to tell me what fat wrong is. Can I... I mean, is it in the movies or the books i don't all i'm seeing is games. fat wrong all right all right here's fat wrong and if i get this wrong well at least i'm not fat mm. Try to do a play on the name oh i see fat wrong don't get it okay what's the name of the fat wrong you don't what you don't get my joke it's fat wrong all right fat wrong Uh, That is the name of one of the aliens within the tavern on Mos Eisley, which is my go-to answer for anything related to Star Wars. But this particular alien was the one in the background of the Katana. Oh, okay. What was he doing in the background? I, I don't think I mentioned one thing about this game. The closer each one of us is to what it actually is, you get a point. Oh, there's points. There's points. You're the one holding the phone. You know I'm not what it look, is. I'm not looking. All right. Well, what's he doing in the background? Yeah, what's he doing in the background? Uh, well, she first, she, first sorry, of all, sorry. For, you know, thanks for assuming its gender. She is <laughs> playing uh a holographic chess. Oh. Cuz that's a thing that exists. Okay, play holographic chess. Yeah. So, in the cantina, during the cantina bar scene in the background play Holographic Chess. Yep. Fat Wrong is the name of this character. Yes. Okay. Do you get a guess? I do get a guess. What is your guess? I'm going to say that Fat Wrong is a race. Oh. Uh, similar to the, the Huts. <laughs> That's a little on the nose, don't uh, you think? I'm going to say it's similar to the Huts because fat. Uh, they have the difference between a hut and a fat wrong if you read the expanded universe canon of course is that a fat wrong is covered in spines spines yes <laughs> like like quills. Quills. Oh, yeah, like yeah. a spiny anteater. Yeah, it also has a visible spine. <laughs> That's a visible spine covered in spines. And whereas the huts are usually... uh Gelatinous? Gelatinous smugglers. These are uh, spiny mercenaries. Are they Are they as big? They're fat mercenaries? Uh, they're slightly smaller, very spry. All right. Also, their arms are longer, and they have three taloned fingers. All right. So, what is Fat Wrong? Let's read it. Uh. Fat Wrong was. Fat Wrong was a terrestrial planet located in the galaxy's outer rim territories. Of course! It was covered in oceans divided by thin and mountainous continents and was home to the Kyuzo species. Y- yeah. Who evolved several adaptations to the world's heavy gravity. Fat Wrong was governed by a loose Kuzo confederation that elected its senators in the Senate of the Galactic Republic and later its successor, the Imperial Senate. This lasted until the Galactic Empire took g- direct control over the planet after the Senate's dissolution. The Kuzo bounty hunter Embo re- <laughs> hails from this world. Wait, is he one of the bounty hunters from, like, A New Hope? Maybe. Uh, there's a little bit more about Fat Wrong. Okay. Fat Wrong was. What? This is basically. Oh, sorry. Fat Wrong was located in the galaxy's outer rim territories, knew that, redundant, in the vicinity of the planet Yavin and the Gordian Reach. It was a terrestrial world with vast oceans divided by thin mountains. Okay, we know it's, that already. Why is it repeating itself? Okay, history of Fat Wrong. Oh my god. Oh my god. There's so much about Fat Wrong on here. Okay, but like. Where was Cuso it featured? Uh, it's home to the Kuzos. When was it featured? What more are we supposed to know about uh, Fat Wrong? Garobe was one of the larger countries on Fat wrong. The Gyar v. Klovak held a contract with it for centuries and its ruling members had loyalties to the country's various houses. The inhabitants of southern Fatrong's haunted Quadian Peaks originally designed the Kyuzo War Shield as a headpiece to protect travelers from torrential rains during monsoon season. However, it was transformed into a defensive weapon by the warriors of the Soldo, a Clovak that operated in rugged mountainous territory whose foundational myth claimed their order hailed from the Quadian Peaks. John. Fatrong was first mentioned in Star Wars The Clone Wars Character Encyclopedia. <laughs> A 2010 Star Wars Legends reference book written by Jason Fry. Wait, so this is just from a reference book? It's not actually... Oh my gosh. The, the world was confirmed to be canon after it was referenced in Embo's entry in the now discontinued encyclopedia on StarWars.com. The entry was carried over to the encyclopedia's replacement, the databank with its mention of Fat Wrong Intact. Sure. So, this is an encyclopedia reference that was made canon by being included in another encyclopedia, yes, as in it's nowhere in the source material. all right, so now we have to figure out who was closest uh well, I said it was a character, you said it was a race, uh-huh, it's actually a planet. you said it was a she, I said it was a she all planet all celestial bodies are she's. that's true, so so far you're closer. I said that mine was covered in quills or spines, like Thin Mountains. Like Thin Mountains. You know, that's actually pretty close. So one to one. All right, one to one. Um, Um, I believe that uh, holographic chess is kind of like war. I'd say holographic chess is very much like war and the warring Klovak factions with the Imperial Senate. Exactly. Two to one. You take it. All right. So uh, you win this round of, what the fuck did we call this, random empire (laughs) tedios. Rem- Rampi- Rampi- Oh my gosh, I don't remember. Uh. It was based on randomonium with the word encyclopedia mixed in, but Random media. Random pyrum. Random pyrum. You won this round of random pyram. Yeah, of course I did. I'm the reigning champ. Apparently. Apparently. Bet you don't know how many wives Key mundi has. Man, he has so many wives, you don't even know. Shoot. He has like Eight. Like I said. That's a lot of wives. So many. That's a ton of wives. That's so many wives that we might need to take a short break to contemplate that. We really do. You know, just to remember how many wives this Keanu Reeves had. How many wives does Keanu Reeves have? No, no. no, no. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock from Speed. Yeah. And Speed 2. So that's two wives. (laughs) Yes. That counts twice. Trinity. You know, never once was Speed 2 mentioned in the original Speed, so it's not canon in Speed. Exactly. It's canon in Speed 2. Of course. As all canons are. Everyone knows when every sequel you have to re-establish the entire world. You're correct. Let's take a break. I'm gonna take a break. Lukers, Ludens, Coincidence Henry? Wait, what? Lukers and Ludens. Uh, What... What? I told you about Lukers. Yeah, I know, but what's a Luden? Ludens. What are you saying? The mascot for uh, Kojima Productions. Ludens. I don't know what that is. A skull faced spaceman who comes from the future to advance civilizations. What are you saying? Ludens. Okay, you've informed me on this. Why are you bringing it up? Ludens. It's something that I learned today. Okay. I watched a 20 minute video about. Death Stranding. There's a 20-minute video about a game that hasn't come out yet. It's about the details on the trailer. It's basically some conspiracy theory bullshit. Was this Game Explainer? I don't know, maybe. Because they're the worst. I was actually watching uh, this, and the level of bullshit in it made me actually very mad. Level of bullshit in what? In the video explaining... The bullshit filled trailer. That sounds like game explainer. (laughs) Because this dude was talking and he was like, the use of electronic music in the background is very reminiscent reminiscent of Nicholas Winding Refn's work. I'm like, it's, there's just a synthesizer in the background. I don't particularly think that this trailer has a lot to do with like Drive or Neon Demon whatsoever. Yeah, it also has nothing to do with the game. True. He was just saying a lot of, a lot of bullshit. A lot of weird, tenuous things. Because he's like, is it possible that when he plugged the baby in, he took Norman Reedus' baby away? But now saying that sentence, video games are weird. Norman Reedus wasn't even in this trailer. He was in the first one, but his baby disappeared. But Guillermo del Toro, who had a lobotomy, plugged in a baby... So is plugging in the baby making Norman Reedus' baby go by? Probably not. Gone, baby, gone. I, I don't see a connection there. He did. The coolest thing from that trailer, however, was the, the, the one like undead soldier who controlled all the other four undead soldiers who cables. You mean the guy who's Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, I don't know people's names. But that was cool. Yeah, he's... Uh, you seen Doctor Strange? No. Oh, he's in Doctor Strange. I haven't seen it. But yeah, that guy's cool. No, I haven't seen that movie. That's a... It's a visually interesting trailer. All my friends saw that movie without me. I saw two trailers. <laughs> I Also, I saw Doctor Strange on a date, Henry. We've been over this. <laughs> I know. All my friends went on dates and saw <laughs> the movie. God, I'll take you on a date, Jesus. Okay. Thank you. So, I saw two, tra- two trailers. What two trailers did you two see? Two trailers. I saw that... I saw Death Stranding. And? I saw Last of Us 2. Oh my. Both of these came out of PSX, which, is that an event that's always existed, or is it new? It might be new ever since E3 got downplayed. Because I think it's like a Sony-only thing. I mean, it's called PSX. Yeah. But I saw those, and both of those were good. I thought Death Stranding was attached to the Video Game Awards. Maybe. Because a lot of trailers came out of the video game awards. I was just on YouTube for a while. Yeah, uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. How's Breath of the Wild looking? It looks like Red Dead Redemption, but... Boom! Best game ever made. But with Zelda stuff. Uh, They were bound to make a mistake. No, look, look, look. This game is... It looks like... You know how we were talking about intricate systems at work? Uh Uh-huh. This game looks like that to a T... That part of your HUD is a weather forecast. Nice. I was watching a trailer for that and Link, well-known protagonist of the Legend of Zelda series, fell down and ragdolled and for some reason the sight of Link going ragdoll sent a chill down my spine. It's it horrified me. Well, it's Nintendo using things that You know, they're finally making, like, an open-world game with real-world kind of physics. Mm. And ragdolling is, of course, a part of that. Mm. And look, look, I mean, look, Nintendo's with it. They're with it. They're finally catching up to the rest of the gaming world. They're so with it. Let's just see if they can actually, like, I don't know, fill that empty world with anything. I'm a... I like PlayStations. That's fine. I actually like computers better. Are you gonna... you're segwaying into PlayStation now? Oh, I could. That could be a segue. Look. <laughs> there, okay, guys. Listen up. Public, uh, public service announcement. Uh, fuck. Public service announcement. There's apparently a thing and has been a thing for like a year called PlayStation Now that lets you stream video games to a Windows device for, from a PlayStation 3. Not from your PlayStation 3, but but from a cloud PlayStation 3. It's like a Netflix for PlayStation 3. That sounds convenient. It really is. I played me some Last of Us. Nice. It was good. It was a good experience. Good. There were long stretches of time where I had no idea that I wasn't just like playing this game in native resolution. What kind of controller do you use? Xbox 360. So you're using an Xbox 360 controller. Uh-huh. To control a PlayStation 3 game. On a computer. On your PC. Yeah. Yeah, that just sounds unholy. It's really great. That um, sounds weird. Here's a weird thing, though. Uh, the, the PlayStation controller has a thing called six-axis controls, which means it rotates... A gyroscope. Yeah, gyroscopes. You jiggle it. And to the best of my knowledge, the only uh, usage for the jiggling in Last of Us is to like charge your flashlight when it starts to flicker and go. As you gotta be like, ah, shake, 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 right? Sure, like you do with a flashlight. Of course, my controller does can't does can't do that. It does can't do that. So when my flashlight starts flickering, which happens about once every thirty minutes to an hour, I. Uh, save and exit the game, open the game back up, and then my flashlight isn't flickering anymore. Really? Yeah. You can't, like, remap it or anything? Nope, there's no remapping whatsoever, because PlayStation Uh, Now is essentially a a marketing scheme to get you to buy DualShock 4s and USB adapters, therefore. That sounds like capitalism. Thanks, capitalism. Yeah, it's close. Uh, but yeah, PlayStation Now's cool, there's a bunch of anime bullshit on there, but... You can play. Here's here's. A what game. do you mean by anime bullshit? You keep saying anime bullshit. What do you uh, mean? Multiple visual novel games. Oh, those are great. They're, that's anime bullshit. Um, there is a game that looks really cool on there that I've never heard of. What's it called? It's called Trails of Cold Steel. Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah, it looks like a kind of old fashioned RPG, but there's robots. Okay. Looks cool. We'll watch a trailer for it later. Alright. Uh, I don't know. Let's go God of War 3 if you're down for bad games. Yeah, and, you know, if you're... If you're buying a service that lets you stream the PlayStation 3 library, you're in for a lot of bad games. Hey, you're in for a lot of really good ones, too, like Last of Us. There's that one. Tokyo Jungle. That's not a thing. It's real. Uh, Catherine. Catherine's really good. You can get that on Xbox. Yeah, you can also get it for free for a week. Oh, you get a a week free trial? Yeah, I was bearing the lead for a week. Fuck, For a week it's free. And for your free money, you can play all of The Last of Us before The Last of Us 2 comes out, as you saw. And you have to buy it, that PS4, to play that. Yeah, but you already have one of those. Because it's not on PC. Yeah, but you already have one of those. Because exclusives are the the devil. You already have one of those. I don't have a PS4. You do. I don't need one. I'm blind! <laughs> there you go. Um. Yeah, it's a cool service. I'm not going to continue to pay $20 a month for it, though. Yeah, no, that's too high. It's really high. I mean, that's a cool thing that exists, but that's too high. You're right. What yeah. else is on there? Killzone, that's not a great that's game. Not. Oh, they have uh, they have Nino Cooney, that uh, Studio Ghib- Ghibli game. Oh, the one about the witch. Yeah, yeah, that game's real boring. There's a witch in it, though. I mean, it takes about forty hours for you to start. It takes about forty hours for a witch. I mean, it's a twenty hour tutorial. You know, if the witch is any indication, everything's with, with everything with witches is good. Sean, yep. Look. What's up? I'm not saying that we've been talking about video games and Star Wars for the past all of this podcast and before that. You're right. I just think it's time that we segue... Class it up. Into... Into something much more... Much less nerdy. Let's let's class it up no. and talk about something that's so far outside of the realm of... Of of geekery and fandoms, sure. That's so, where we were going with this. So let's let's just go ahead. Let's just spin up the class machine. Just tell me when I can start. No, you can start with the class machine. Ah, uh, all right, John. Bang! It backfired. John, what's up? It's December. Ah, uh, duh. <laughs> Don't, don't you see my festive outfit? Yes. I wasn't stating that as a fact as if you oh. didn't know. Oh, I thought that's what your segment was. No. I thought you were trying to do a gutcha on me with what month it was. No. Okay. John, it's December. <laughs> yes. The last month of the year. Mm. Correct. Which means... It's time for us to render our final judgments for the year. Oh. Everyone knows that on December 5th, you decide what's best for the year. Yeah, everyone does. And everyone knows there's so many categories of bests. You got movie. Mm-hmm. You got video game. Yeah. Book. Yep. Website. Uh-huh. Car. Yeah. Uh You got medicine. <laughs> uh... Can I just say right now, yeah, the winner of that co- category, as it is every year, laughter. Laughter, of course, sweeps <laughs> the the medicine category every year. What is best medicine is laughter. You got off brand stores about light bulbs, yeah. <laughs> and so I thought it would be best, you know, we need to start preparing because we're going to turn in ours late. <laughs> it's, and it's true. Next episode, we'll do our top. Things of the year, right? Yeah. So let's have a little pre-discussion. This is pre... <laughs> pre-best. Pre-best. So... Oh, wait. Uh, oh. I didn't... I mean, this whole time... Yeah. I was on board. But I guess it just wasn't sinking in that we were finally getting down to the 2016 pre-best. Yes. We're, then followed by the 2016 best. Of course. I mean... Look, we haven't, we haven't gotten to this point in our podcast before because we've only been doing this for nine months, mm-hmm. but uh, it is time. This is, this is a zero credits tradition that we, <laughs> we render judgments on the year for the best things in all of the different categories, and before we do that, we have to have the preliminary talk where we, we narrow the field, if you will. I feel like this is also beneficial because for the most part, a lot of other podcasts like book podcasts, video game podcasts, medicine podcasts, they all have this big thing at the end of the year where they decide what is best and we're going to get some of that action. Yeah, we're going to cash in since we are a ubiquitous general interest podcast. We will do all the ubiquitous general interest like the best sewing needles, yeah. the best carburetor, mm-hmm. the best chairs your dad made. All of these top really interesting categories. Of course, there are so many categories that we really need to narrow this down. Mm. So we're going to do ten categories. Ten categories. What do you want to talk about during uh, the best show? All right, so what I want to do is I'm going to... I'm gonna spitball categories at you. All right, and then you just grab them out of the air. Oh, that sounds good. So, I'm just, if if you don't want a category, just don't say anything. If you do want a category, snatch it. I will snatch it. Okay, best spindle, uh, best metalworking technique, uh, best dad, best movie. Oh. Oh, I, I'm grabbing the best that, movie. Oh, I thought you were grabbing best dad no, for a second. No, okay. best movie. Best right, movie. So that's that's a good one. Number one. I'll best... put it. I'll put it in the sack. Okay, in the best sack. <laughs> the best sack. Okay, so um, uh, best uh, foreign language music video, best book, best uh, best best uh, thing on the internet. Oh! Best thing on the internet. <laughs> best thing on the internet. Oh, Going the, in the sack. Very vague, but. Well, Let's... no, this this refers, of course, to the the cultural phenomena of the internet that happened <laughs> anywhere between the year of 2016. Okay, it's just something that happened on the internet. Okay. Yeah. you know, like a meme or a viral video. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. or like a text like a piece of text, like a text from last night. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um so that's two, two. Best TV show. Okay, we'll just put that one in the sack. Uh, well, that one seemed pretty easy. Yeah, I know. It seems like that one was just kind of a freebie. I mean, the past three might have been... Uh, best Railroad Spiking. Uh, best uh, Interpretation of an O. Henry Story. Uh, best... You know what, you do a few. <laughs> alright, alright. Um, so we got three. We, we got three. seven more. And of course... Uh, Three of them are just complete surprises the day of. Oh, so we need to get est- four more, <laughs> as established by the rules. Yeah, by the rules of the best. Yeah, that I've, I I think I forgot to go over. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want me to go over the rules of what we're doing? Uh, yes. All right. So, in the next show, we're going to come prepared with the best thing in that category. And we're, we're going to have to defend to each other mm-hmm. because there can only be one best. Of course. And so we are the judge, jury, and uh, the executioners mm. of each category. And so each category we will render one that lives and then one that will be forgotten by time. Oh. But they have to be the two best, you know, mm. things. Yeah. But I mean... Only one's going to climb that mountain. Only one climbs the mountain. Only one person gets a piece of the aggro crag. You're right. The all-powerful aggro crag (laughs) that ascends us into Jupiter. Yes. I don't know what I'm talking about. Jupiter ascending. Uh, So, two things. And I mean, these two things probably lauded in their fields up until that point. But after that night, one of them is condemned to dust. Yeah, one... One will we we will force people to forget about it. Yeah. And act like it never happened. Mm-hmm. We will obliviate it from their minds. Ooh, that's a Harry <laughs> You're right. Potter reference. Okay, so two things, yeah. two things enter, one thing continues to exist after. Exactly. All right. So, and uh, it's such a big event that we have to hype it up for next week. That's why we're doing We're determining the categories tonight. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So we and, have three. And also three of them will be total surprises. Yes, three will be surprises, I guess, to both of us <laughs> somehow. All right. Oh, three of them are going to be from the audience. Yes. That's the listeners. Such, man, I forgot that rule about the best. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what we need you to do, audience, is send in your three categories or your nomination for one of the categories, mm-hmm. and then we will pick from them and then do that on the show. You could do that, you know, on the Facebook page or the Twitter. You know, at the end of the show, we'll remind you how to do all that. Yeah. And uh, so that's that, that'll that be... Yeah, That's it. the three surprises will come from the audience. That makes perfect yeah, sense. they will be picked from the audience in as unbiased a way as possible. Exactly. All right, so now what I'm going to do is the thing that you did, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to offer up categories of things... And And then then I'll... You you will snatch them. Gotcha. Yeah, well, let me pass you the ceremonial snatching glove. Let me uh, put it on. Shink! Yeah, all right. All right, uh, so... uh, Best political guffaw. Snatch. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm snatching that one. All right, snatch it. All right, uh, best celebrity mistake. Best floral carpet design. Best... Viral marketing campaign. Ooh. Hard no to that one. All right. Uh, best uh, trailer for a movie or television show. That would be very difficult as you don't watch trailers. Yeah, it would be really difficult. Uh, best use of a song in uh, an unrelated work. Snatch. All right. <laughs> so, remind me what the ones I snatched are. Okay, best... Political Best guffaw. political guffaw. And best song in an unrelated work. Yeah. Okay. I should write this Yeah, now. these really seem like things that should be written down in the tome of the best. Hold on, hold on. All right, let's review. All right, we had best... Movie. Movie. Best... What else did I snatch, John? Okay, you got movie. I think television show. TV show, but that was the third one you snatched. Was best thing on the internet? Best thing on the internet. All right. Okay, so those are yours. And then yours are starting to be Political guffaw, Political guffaw, uh-huh. And then Song in an Unrelated Work. <laughs> song in an Unrelated Work. And now we have two more snatches to make. Oh man, for future year's bests, yeah, we could have all of our fans write these down and put them in a fishbowl and we just fish them out like Secret Santa. That'd be cool. Yeah. Man. Alright, uh, so I'm still offering you stuff. Yeah. And then we can decide the last one together. Yes. That way it's fair. It, it's the only way it's fair because it is an odd number. Supreme Court. All right. Um. All right. So I'm just gonna keep offering them uh, best animal related incident, best uh, blooper, best blooper, a uh, best reference to Matthew McConaughey this year. Oh, that was a tempting snatch, but yeah, keep on going. Uh, best reminder that. Jimmy Fallon exists. Hard anti-snatch on that one. <laughs> Best uh, hashtag of the year. All right, snatch, uh, snatch, Best yeah. hashtag. You know, you know that I'm a fan of hashtags as the zero credits viral marketing coordinator. Are you the zero credits viral marketing coordinator? Yes. John, how much content do you make for our social media? (laughs) That's why I coordinate it. Oh, God. Uh, Anyway, um, so now we come up with the last category that we're coming up with together. Yeah. And then there's going to be three mystery categories from our viewers. And, of course, uh, in classic zero-credits fashion, we have to say the last category together. at, (laughs) at At the same time. So... So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Let me try to zone in on my zen. Wom, wom. Okay. All right. Ready? Ready. Okay. Okay. Three, Three two. two one best, best video, video game weird man man we were on the same page that's crazy wow so out of left field too i know we never talk about video games <laughs> on never, the show it never happens Wow, we're gonna have to really work hard to do that <laughs> it's really gonna be it's really gonna be difficult all right, and so now our task over the next week is to find the best examples of these things from the year 2016. Mm-hmm. I forgot best celebrity death. Oh, <laughs> can those be best? No. Oh, what if we did worsts? Oh, that's, that's a different conversation. Of the same things, the same categories. Oh, that'd be a good idea. Ooh. Potential worsts. Ooh. All right. Best and worst, that'll be good. It's that's that's the next show. I like the next it. next Episode. I like it. Yeah, man, that's a that's a heap load of content. Man, that is capital G, capital C, good content. Capitalism? No, it's actually the opposite of capitalism because this shit free. Yeah, man, we're socialist. Af, we're social media. We're social media. Af, it's It's true, man. Ooh. I'm all tuckered out from those bests. Yeah, I mean, coming up of categories, I don't know. How did, the, how did the Academy... The Academy does it. How did Academy do it? They did it once, and oh. then they never had to do it again. I like that model. <laughs> but we can't do that. Oh, you're right. Maybe we can. Oh, you're right. Let's look into this Academy guy. Oh, you're right. Play it again, sports. Play it again, sports? You know, I didn't know that play it again, sports had used equipment, but I guess that makes sense, because play it again. Wait, wh- wh- I don't. I can't. What the you... stuff that the stuff at play it Again sports is like donated. Oh, I didn't know that. It's gently used. Play <laughs> it again. Wait, all right. is it me or does gently used sound gross somehow? It does. Used kind of sounds gross. Well, I, like a used car is fine, but like a gently used car, there's something creepy about it. I prefer pre-owned. Oh yeah, I prefer prenups. Whoa, What Pre-used, <laughs> pre-used. That's like already been chewed gum. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Gently used gum. No. It was very gentle. <laughs> There's something creepy about gentle. I don't know. Gentle's not a kind word. What, what about what? kindly used? Kindly used. <laughs> Thoroughly used. <laughs> Completely used. Used up. Used up. Oh, man. What a best. So, wait. Is it a good thing to use half of your half of your podcast to set up the idea for the next podcast? No. It's not it's, a good... It's building hype. That's a good idea. Yeah. So it's, it is a good idea. Yeah, is it a good idea? Yes. I, I thought you said, is it a bad idea? To which it is nope. All right. All right. I, uh, so, hype. Get hype. Get hype about the best. The best is coming to, for you. And, uh... Really, this is a pretty important day for you guys because these opinions are final for you. Yeah, final opinions. So once you know what the best is, you can't think that anything else is better. Yeah. At least until 2017. Exactly. But everything in 2016, gone. Casablanca, White House? I mean, Tabula Rasa. Blank slate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot. We had a... We had a write in. Oh shit. Can we do it real quick? Yeah, we can do it. Oh, it's a long. It's a long. It's a long. All right. We we uh we got a response to our supplemental reading that we did last week on Ooh. Fantastic Beast and where to find them. Is it a correction? It it's actually look, I already told you. Hold on. I got a uh, my email. Damn it, Henry. K-Fabe. I you're interrupting. I was going to like set up like this whole thing. All right. I'll shut up. Your Please, part. live your truth. <laughs> uh. So this is a <laughs> this is a response to last week's supplemental reading on Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. So if you haven't listened to that and you haven't watched the show, the movie, uh, plug your ears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't listen. Yeah, don't skip ahead or anything. Just plug your ears. Alright, the email is entitled, Zero Corrections and Where to Find Them. Oh. So does that mean there are no corrections, or there are We'll just have to find out. Alright, hello, my name is John and my name is Henry. That's, oh, that's cute. Clever. Uh, I'm glad you decided to do a supplemental reading for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I really enjoyed the different insights and opinions you brought to the recording table, particularly about the word nomadge, so now I hate the word, I hate that word a little less. You're you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you are delving into the three different favorite character descriptions made me happy and gave me steadfast reasons behind why I like those characters so much. Niffler is the best. Niffler is the best. And as but... always, your critical eyes gave much for considering the film's universe as a whole. Yay. All good things. Yeah, you know, all good things. Not even... I don't hear any corrections yeah. in here. Niffler's but... the best. But... Shit! Among your criticisms was one that didn't belong. Mm. As you critiqued the interior architecture of the room where Tina brought Newt's case before Madam President, you failed to note that it was not just a meeting of Makusa. It was, in fact, more of a UN situation oh. with representatives from all the magical countries of the world. Mm. You may recall a comment from the British Minister for Magic when he recognized Newt. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had the whole war thing, and there was like an Asian lady. Yeah. So yeah, that wasn't that was the Makusa. That was Mayuan. <laughs> I think it. Let's be fair. It's Moon. Moon. M U N. Moon. Magical U N. With that in mind, the open forum style makes much better sense. It's modeled after the older country style of government debate. I wouldn't be surprised if this room wasn't even located in America and that the doorway is a magical portal designed to return its occupants to their respective home countries. Much like the door to the UN. <laughs> much like the door to the UN. Maybe we'll see more snippets of the other countries in future films. After all, there are surely lots of fantastic beasts to find there. Oh! Fine was capitalized. Nice. But if it was not. Was Fantastic Beasts? No. <laughs> but if not, this provides a look into an interconnected <laughs> global wizarding community that is banding together to fight threats that could repeat the level of catastrophe they all recently experienced in the First World War. Mm. That's another good point. There was a World War. <laughs> that is true. No. Oh. The World War just happened. Newt was in it. He was in Dragons. Dragon Brigade. Actually, scratch that. I'm positive that there will be more international wizard relations in future films as Grindelwald. Oh, I don't. I just don't pronounce it right. Raises higher in power, and they face what is the magical equivalent of World War Two. Oh, is that a thing? Because that'd be cool. Yeah, I think. I think Grindel. You know, it's it's you know similar fantasy novels have done this where it's like if there's struggle in the normal world. That means like there's also struggle in the magical world. Yeah. So uh, so I think that's they're going to be correlated. Okay. Man, that means Newt's going to age like 20 years. That's going to be cool. Yeah, old Newt. Old men. Old ready men. Eddie Oldman. <laughs> red, ready rolled rad. Also, on a slightly related note, I think Dougal, the invisible probability sight beast who took care of the snake bird. Ah, oh, probability sloth. <laughs> will come into more play in the later films. Can't overuse your big gun before the final battle. So just like Chekhov's precog. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. He if there is there's a, a precognitive individual on a mantle. Some in the them, first act. In the first act. Someone will fire them in the third act. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's something I don't think about is these things are, are might be tools for Newt Scamander to be used in future movies. You know, motherfucker, he... Niffler's gonna be back. Oh man, if he doesn't, if he doesn't come back, if the first scene of Fantastic Beast Two is him setting Niffler free, I'm walking out of the theater. He's setting Niffler free into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> like all the fans of the first movie will burn. He's he's falling like Smeagol into and the fire. David Yates' interview is like, yeah, we wanted to start much darker with the second <laughs> film, way darker. All right. George George Lucas ain't got shit on this. That was another movie that featured a a beloved character being burnt by a volcano. Eh, beloved. Overall, I highly enjoyed the movie, and I highly enjoyed your supplemental reading. Thanks for a great episode. You're fantastic. First. Nice! We are fantastic, and so are they. Yes, first is one of our best writer-inners. You know, I think that we've answered a question... That everyone's been asking. What? Where can one find fantastic question askers? In our email. That's where you found them. Yeah. And Arizona. Where the Thunderbirds reign. Yeah. So if you have a correction that you want us to read and discuss lightheartedly, you should do the following. You should uh, send us an email, as first has done, at, at com. Yeah, send us, uh, corrections, send us, a uh, directions, but don't send us, a uh, directions. <laughs> you, you can't do that. And if you want to send us a very rude correction that's very short, you can contact us on Twitter at zcpcwhj on Twitter at com. John! John! What? What does that stand for? <laughs> uh, it stands for zero corrections please correct wizards henry and john please correct wizards henry and john please correct wizards henry and john yeah that's what it stands for man wow i would have never guessed man i'm full and look if you've got one other social media thing you want to do we have a facebook page yeah search for zero credits podcast we're the ones with our logo, mm-hmm. our logo that you've seen many times it's on true. our podcast. It's all over the place <laughs> because it's a visual format. Yeah, and uh, look for. The, I, I'm gonna post every. I'm gonna post the prompt earlier because this goes up on Friday, mm-hmm. and we need people to have time to think about stuff. Yeah, because uh, we uh, record like. Yeah, we re- we record on Monday. We're at least on Friday, and then we record on Monday again. We don't leave a lot of time for our fans to actually get feedback. <laughs> to, yeah, we don't actually. That makes... Uh, they have a whole weekend. Yeah, we, we might... We'll see. Alright, so, yes. That's the episode. That's a whole episode. We did it. I'd say we actually pulled this one out. I th- Yeah, I think, you know, upon retrospect, this was a good one. I feel like, uh, I you know, I just felt like Han Solo, you know? Real down on my luck uh, in in the in the Moss Isley Cantina, Hive of Scum and Villainy. And then someone uh, told me to make a, the Kessel run into 21 Parsecs. Darth Vader. John? John? What? Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. All right. Um, oh. <laughs> what's up (laughs) we haven't ended the show quite yet oh shit okay what's up we just have to say goodbye oh bye bye. oh tune in next time tune in next time for the best best, for the best best around no one's ever gonna keep it down uh oh they're coming to arrest us because our podcast is too fucking good can't pass the arrest can't arrest the best something dumb. Ha!